I love today's episode because my guest, Corey Spiegel, brings a different perspective on mommy friendships and relationships, as she's the mom of two teenagers who are almost both off to college. Corey is the founder of Lighthouse, a community for like-minded women of all ages, even teens, to have real conversations on real topics with real people about real life. Through their many classes, Corey has created a safe space for women to be themselves, be supported, and be heard in a confidential, judgment-free environment. After spending over 25 years as a senior executive working in the entertainment space, she always wondered, why wasn't there a mommy and me type of group for those in the later stages of life? At work, she was always reporting to several board of directors, and then it clicked. Why couldn't she have her own personal board of directors for her own personal life? And after over 25 years, she decided to leave the corporate world to launch Lighthouse and support other women to find their personal board of directors. In this episode, we talk about her journey and inspiration behind Lighthouse, why having a personal board of directors is very important, how life is as a mom of teenagers, and how she prioritizes self-care, especially movement, clean eating, and sleep in her life after losing 82 pounds, plus all her favorite skincare products. Now let's dive in. Welcome to Mommy's on a Call, your sacred space to laugh, learn, and feel like a real grown-up human for a hot minute. I'm Stephanie Uchima Carney, a mom of three under six, serial entrepreneur, business strategist, and donut connoisseur, just trying to get through the day one cold cup of coffee at a time. I believe that with more intention, a positive mindset, and self-care, it is possible to thrive in motherhood, business, and life. My mission is to uncover the daily rituals, life lessons, real-life tactics, and favorite tools to inspire and empower you, mommy, to get the most out of life every single unpredictable day. So grab your headphones, tell your kids you're on the potty, and tune in weekly for some laughs, knowledge bombs, and plenty of real talk with real moms, and maybe a dad or two. Welcome to the Mommy Pod. Before we get started, if you're a toddler parent, do not skip the next little section. As a mom to a 15-month-old and almost three-year-old, I am in the thick of toddler behavior, and if you're at all like me, you find yourself in the throes of tantrums, trying to discipline without yelling, staying regulated, and working hard not to pass along your baggage to your kiddos. Am I right or am I right? When my six-year-old was a toddler, I read all the books. I took all the parenting classes, but I still struggled. The toddler years are amazing. They're magical, but oh so challenging. And that's why I'm excited to share with you a new online toddler parenting program for my friends over at Raising Children You Like. And if you don't follow them on Instagram, you should. They share amazing tips. So like head on over there right now and do that. But what I really wanted to tell you is about their new two-part toddler parenting program, which will teach you exactly how to take charge of tantrums and discipline while also transforming your mindset and your parenting. You'll learn how to identify why your toddler is tantruming, how to soothe those tantrums, how to discipline without yelling, screen time hacks, and how to regulate yourself. And while I've learned many tools on how to handle tantrums and discipline, the part that I was missing the most is the part that really stands out about this program. It is that they help you transform your parenting by transforming you. They cover how to examine your blocks and triggers, how to stop passing your past to your children, how to create new healthy boundaries for yourself, how to work with your parenting partner in a fair way, how to address sibling relationships, body awareness, and ultimately, how to raise kind, compassionate, and resilient children. Because isn't that the goal of any parent? 
So if you want to learn more about how to take charge of the toddler years so that you can stop wanting to pull your hair out and throw your own parent tantrum, then head over to my special link at bit.ly backslash stop toddler tantrums. Again, that's bit.ly backslash stop toddler tantrums. You can also find the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome back to Mommy's on a Call. Today I bring to you Corey Spiegel. She's the founder of Lighthouse, a community of women who help you navigate the life stage you're in and connect with others who are facing similar challenges. So welcome, Corey. Hi, how are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I want to start with what is your biggest mom win of the week? God, I would say getting my family, my two kids and my husband to sit down at the dinner table at the same time, almost every night, almost every day this week. Wow. And give us a little bit of background about your family. I have, my son is 17 and my daughter is 15. So freshman and senior in high school. And you got them both to sit down at the dinner table together with your husband. We try to do that at least three to four days a week. But again, with we're all over the place. Not all over the place because of COVID, but all over the place just in terms of our schedulings are so different. But yeah, I, I like that together time. And, and I was really raised, as was my husband, that family dinner is, is a really important time. Even if you're just standing, you know, obviously we try and sit down, but it's really, you know, a great way just to kind of quiet everything. I do have a very strict policy in terms of no phones on the table where this isn't the time to be texting your friends, but to really catch up on each other's day and ask questions and and just check in. And then of course, after dinner, everybody splinters off and goes to do their thing. So that, that block of time, again, whether it's 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, it's just together time. So yeah, I would say that that's my, my proudest moment of the week. (laughs) I mean, managing two teenagers and doing that, I can't even Um, imagine. How is that going with a high school? Are you in-person, distant, and are you in the college application process right now? All of that. Both of my kids are, you know, doing Zoom classes. Obviously, we're here in Los Angeles, so nothing is open. But truthfully, I kind of get the feeling that I don't know how my kids even feel about going back to school because they've gotten so accustomed to it. And they're still as teenagers and even young kids, you know, there's Snapchat, there's Instagram, there's FaceTime, there's, you know, Zooms, like they they see their friends a lot. And I think being on campus, while it would be amazing, and yes, of course, I think that they're missing out on the real sort of high school experience, especially at two really pivotal times, you know, the freshman year and senior year, they're really managing and they're doing okay. Yeah. My son is applying to colleges. We're actually going to go start looking at a few, but it, you know, it's almost like you have no choice, but to surrender to what is and make the best of it. So again, that's why those family dinners are really important to kind of come together and see how everyone's doing mentally. But we, we are trying to make it work and every day is different and you kind of just have to go with it. As a mom, how are you feeling about having a kid who's closer to be leaving the house than like I'm in the beginning stage, but you're about to be a half empty nester. <sighs> I'm going to cry just listening to that. I mean, I, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't know. I think truthfully, I think I've been in avoidance 
mode. I feel like it's one of those things, like I just keep pushing it and sweeping it under the rug. Like, oh, that's like a year from now. That's like six months from now, like four months from now, who knows what's going to happen. And I just, I almost can't process it. I don't know. I, it's, it, there's the, 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 the devil and the angel on my shoulders. And the larger part of me is so excited about his future and being able to go out there and experience college life and working and being in a different state or a different part of the country. And I, I know how exciting that is, but as a mommy, you know, you're like gutted by the idea that they wait. So they're not coming home tonight. Wait, they're not sleep. Wait, what? So I, I honestly, I think I've been avoiding it, even though I know it's happening, it's easier for me to function. That makes me sound like a crazy mom then so be it. But <laughs> You know, it doesn't besides the family dinners. Now that you have teenagers, are there any sort of family rituals or family traditions that you have implemented maybe even in the last year, because all of you are under one roof 24 seven, are there any things that you have started that are new? Well, my husband has taken up cooking in the last five months and had went from zero cooking to unbelievable cooking. Wow. And not just cooking baking. So that in and of itself has been so lovely for me because he doesn't want me going to the market because he wants to pick up everything, but he's really like brought us all back into the kitchen. I mean, I was cooking before, but not as much. So we're kind of all cooking together and sitting around watching him bake, of course, eating his food. But yeah, I mean, we really are, are a good foursome and there's really great dynamics between my daughter and I, my husband and my daughter, my son and I, my, my son and my husband, we just kind of jive together as a family. So the, the traditions aren't really anything in particular, but it's the together time. It's making sure that maybe we're going for a walk. Maybe we're watching the, a movie. Maybe we're sitting down for dinner. There's, there has to be moments every day where the four of us are together. And that's really hard to do. And I love that because I see that same aspect in what you tried to build with Lighthouse or what yes. you did build with Lighthouse yes. is just yes. community. So yes. I want to step back a little and tell me, when did you come up with this idea for Lighthouse? Why did you decide to leave your professional career and embark on this new journey and give the audience a little context about what it's all about? Sure. So I spent 25 years as an entertainment executive working in digital marketing, and I had always had this idea about a women's community. And I don't know if you, with your little ones, if you've done Mommy and Me or if you belong to a book club. Okay. So when I had my kids, you know, obviously I too did Mommy and Me because I was the first of my friends to have babies. And it's a really isolating time. And especially when you're the only one that you know that's doing it. So you're almost eagerly waiting for that six week, eight week mark where you can actually get outside the house. So I joined these mommy and me classes and I loved them. And what I loved the most about them was the the common denominator that we were all new moms. We all didn't sleep the night before. We all had breast milk and baby vomit all over us. And none of us really knew what we were doing, but we all knew that everybody that was there participating was going through the same thing. And to this day with, you know, a soon to be 18 year old, I still talk to a lot of my mommy and me friends 
which is really comforting. But then from there, I really tried to understand you fast forward 15, 18 years, where's the mommy and me group? Where, you know, where is that level of community and support? And as things get harder, when your kids get older, it, you know, it, it, it's a different training, challenge. It, it's a different challenge. Exactly. And, and it's still delicious and beautiful, but it is a different challenge. But now you're talking about sex and drugs and alcohol and friendships and social media and caring for our aging parents and finances and, women's health issues. There's a whole slew of other life cycles, if you will, and life stages that women go through. And I couldn't find a place where women could come together and, and exchange wisdom and perspective and be vulnerable and unapologetic about the struggles that they're going through versus just sort of dismissing it and pretending that everything was okay. And it's hard. It's like, you can't find that in your kid's classmates, parents. Cause also it could be like awkward talking yeah. about certain things, or maybe yeah. they're not as interested, or maybe they're not even in the same place. Or maybe they're really judgmental and you don't want to air that out for fear that it, it reflects poorly on you as a parent. And I've got a ton of beautiful girlfriends in my life, but they themselves are also going through something. So there have been plenty of times where I went to go pick up the phone and I thought, okay, I have to vent, I have to dump, I have to get something off my mind, I'm going to bounce this off of my bestie. But then I remember my bestie has three kids, and she's trying to get dinner on the table and do laundry, and her dog is barking, and her boss is yelling at her, and the last thing she needs to do is take on me. So, you know, it's, it's different when it's, it's a different dynamic when it's your closest inner circle. Also, because they know you, they're so predisposed to knowing how you're going to react, how you're going to think about something. But when you surround yourself with a diverse, like-minded, inclusive, non-judgmental, obviously highly confidential group of women that are picking similar classes that we curate because it resonates with them and because they're going through the same thing, your ability to share is exactly like what you talked about earlier. Tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. Doesn't mean I have to take it. It means I have to be able to listen to it and go, okay, that I've tried and it didn't work. That is something I've not tried. So tell, take me through that. How do, how do I approach something? Anyway, in answer to your question, I, I had sought and sought for an opportunity to do this. And more importantly, I wanted to start my own business. I wanted to leave my, my career to do this. And I had looked for a women's group of other people that had the golden handcuffs, if you will, and wanted to kind of break away. And I couldn't find it. It really only existed on Facebook and I didn't want to put my story out publicly yet. So How old were your kids at the time when you decided to make the switch? Very recently. So okay. I left my business in 2018 and launched Lighthouse January of 2019. Wow. So, I mean, and which, I mean, <laughs> so my kids were, you know, 16 yeah. and 12, 13. So on that note, I mean, Lighthouse is based on kind of this also in-person or face-to-face -face kind of community. How have you navigated that with 2020 being as it is? How have you seen your business evolve, pivot, change? What were kind of the struggles, but wins that you had throughout the last year? That's a really good question. When I started this business, I was very adamant about things being in person because I did feel that when you're in the room with somebody and you know, you're sitting in their joy and sitting in their fear and the phone is down, 
much the same way that if you were to sort of treat yourself for a manicure or yoga class, you put your phone down and you're kind of, you have that moment. I wanted this to be a break to kind of let your brain be able to dump with other people and be in that room with them. Then COVID hit and my business really wasn't designed to be virtual. Although for years, people kept saying I should do it. I really sort of stuck to that in-person feeling, but I had no choice. So then I went virtual and really so surprising to me, I started getting women from London and the Netherlands and South Africa and Chicago and Detroit and Miami. And I was blown away that the women all across the world were going through the same struggles that we are and also just really wanted a place to talk. So again, much to my surprise when I was so adamant about it, that it actually turned into be a blessing. So our community has expanded and has grown exponentially because we're able to offer classes still both in person, but also virtually. And it's really giving the participant or the, the woman the, the choice to choose wherever she's comfortable with. Since you said like people have been telling you to do this for a while and you have this idea, what finally pushed you over the edge to like take the plunge and say, okay, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to do this versus like, why didn't you do it five years ago, 10 years yeah. ago? Yeah. What, why now? I think for me, I thought about it much longer than prior to actually starting my business. And I kept thinking, you know, my kids are so young. I need to put money away for college and it's just not the right time. But, you know, in my jobs, I've been under contract for so many years that there was a window. There was a break in my contract where I actually had the freedom to explore other opportunities. And as a former chief advertising officer, chief revenue officer, It was my job to support someone else's vision and carry it through and find sponsorships and advertisers. And very oftentimes, I didn't necessarily agree with the vision. So it made it really much harder for me to sort of sell and lead a team of something where if I could poke holes in it, my clients are going to poke holes in it. And that was great because that was my job. And I loved it. But ultimately, I made that decision of, look, I can continue to bank on a company or someone else's vision, or I can bank on myself and bank on vision that, that I know that I believe in that, that makes sense for me. And it took me a really long time of teetering back and forth. But ultimately, once I started working on the business and once I launched, and I also saw how my demographic was receiving this. I, I knew I was onto something and I've not looked back. Did you start it simultaneously or did you end one and start another? Cause there's a lot of women out there who might've dropped out of the workforce yeah. in the last year. You know, I mean, the stats are yep. enormous. Yes. There might be a lot of moms who maybe didn't drop out of the workforce, but just took a step back and are looking to get back in it and maybe want to start their own thing Yeah. for you. How did you do that? A lot of questions come about like, Oh, finances. Oh, you know, I need to support my family. hundred percent. How did you go about doing that? I, I would be lying to say that I wasn't working on my business in terms of writing notes, writing topics, flow, maybe a a business plan. But again, my other jobs kept me busy 24 hours a day. But ultimately, no, I left my my last job in, in the corporate world in 2018, like July of 2018, 
And I spent the rest of 18 up until launch of in early 2019 focused 100% on my business because I realized you're a solopreneur when you launch and it's only you. And, you know, I came from big, big companies where I was managing teams of 20, 50, 70 people. Now it's a completely different situation when it's you. And, you know, you have a problem with tech, you don't get to call your, your admin or your tech support or HR. Everything you do is you. So there really wasn't much time to do anything else. And I didn't want my first attempt at running my own business to be half-baked. I wanted to, if I'm going to do it and really leave my career, then I want to give it every fighting chance it has. And in order to do that, I had to be able to give a hundred percent, if not more of my time. Well, I know you're a big advocate of having like a board of directors, especially a personal one, but when you left your company, did you form your own board of directors, either personally, business, like, did you have mentors? How did you get that support that you needed during that time where you were just building your business? So another great question. When I I have done several life of a solopreneur, the power hour, several classes and series of women that are like me that are trying, were at the time trying to get their businesses off the ground. And those women proved to be my board of directors, again, because they didn't know me and because people were coming in from a whole slew of different industries and categories and platforms and all going into very diverse and different businesses from one another. That became my board of directors because it was okay to say, I'm exhausted. Uh, It's okay to say, I thought this campaign was going to work and it tanked. I, it was okay to say, I feel really alone. You know, I'm in, in an office and I don't have anybody to go to lunch with or, or anybody to bounce an idea off. It's just you being able to share that and know that you're not alone and know that the struggle is real and there are other people out there doing the same thing. That was the support that I needed. And from there it grew. So, you know, I do have some professional mentors in my life that have shown me the way, but you know, it's, it's like trial and error. It's, I I think I just posted something on, on my Instagram uh, yesterday that said like failure, it's, it's, it's okay to fail, but it's not okay to not try. And I knew that I would be far I think I knew I, I would, I would not have been okay, not stepping up at that, even if I never swung, but just giving myself that chance to show that I could do it and I'm still swinging. So, yeah, I think it, there's like a Wayne Gretzky quote saying like, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't that's take. Correct. And so that's it's correct. exactly like that. I love that quote. That's exactly right. And that's really how I feel. And the older you get and the more that you sort of push back and say, okay, not this year, next year. At some point, you got to just jump and see what happens. And like I said, I I felt like I was mentally ready to to bank on my success and take all the learnings and all the skill set and all of the contacts and all of the people that had supported me, take all of that knowledge and actually do something that, that meant something to me personally. Yeah. Along with having a board of directors, that's kind of like also asking for help. And I know a lot of women have a lot of, you know, it's a barrier of asking for help or outsourcing. Where are the places in your life that you realized you needed to ask for help? You need to outsource in order to be able to move forward. 
Now, are you talking about in life? I mean, like, how did you, you know, you had a corporate career with children, you know, did you outsource anything there? Or did you ask for help, you know, childcare? How did you manage that? And then once you got into building this business, are there any things that you're like, because you said like as a solopreneur, you do it all. But are there any things that you're like, I just asked for help or outsourced? And what were those things? Yeah, I mean, no doubt. I mean, I had a nanny that I still have. It's the only nanny I've ever interviewed has ever worked for me. And I've had her for 18 years. And without her, my husband and I are both from the East Coast. So our families are all there. So we didn't have any family out here, especially when our our kids were little. So she's an angel and I would be lost without her. So for sure, I had help in that department. I think as you get older, you start realizing like, you know, and this is really a, a, a perfect segue to Lighthouse in the sense that the whole business model is all about you are not meant to do life alone and you, it does take a village and you need those people. But I think in terms of the outsourcing, the ability for me to talk to other women and curate classes that people want to talk about, all of those are incredible outlets. And maybe they're masked as ways to ask for help, but really you're sitting talking about, hey, I I don't know how to care for my 75-year-old aging parents during a pandemic that are in New Jersey and you can't just go fly there and see them and you can't, I don't know. I I never really thought about that because my parents, I mean, luckily are still relatively young, but once you have teenagers and once you're older, you're, you're kind of that, I forgot what they call that sandwich generation where you're taking care of your kids, but you're taking care of your parents. Yes. I mean, you offered a class on that. I saw like a wall street journal article, but it's, it is a topic that you don't think about. And who do you go to, to talk to that about? Like, I'm, right. And, and, you know, again, it, it, some of my friends, some of their parents are here. So they do, you know, obviously there's periods of time they had to wait for them to get vaccinated, but it, it wasn't a question of whether or not they saw them. For me, I haven't seen my family in a year and three months, and we are incredibly close. So It's been an ongoing struggle coupled with the fact that my mom fell early in December and broke her hip and broke her wrist and was in the hospital and rehabilitation all during COVID where nobody could go see her, even my father. So, you know, it's a, it's a very dark, depressing, real vulnerable place to put yourself in. But we did do that class about caring for your aging parents. And we brought in experts that are, geriatric care managers or life life aging advisors, if you will. And they brought us a lot of information that we could apply and to meet so many other people that, again, are going through that same thing is really cathartic. It's really calming. And it's also really lovely to be able to have that kind of accountability where you can check in with somebody and say, okay, I hired a night nurse for my mom she's great. And she knows somebody that's in the Phoenix area that can help you. Maybe you should try it. There is that sense of calm. So my village, my community really helps me infinitely, infinitely. And you bring in experts then for all of your classes and things. For most of them, always the ones that are series, whether they're a three-part series or a six-part series, I always will. And depending upon the topic, I'm not pretending to to be a therapist. I don't have a license in it. That's not what I do. 
but I am a mom and I am a regular woman and I am just trying to figure out and navigate life just like any one of us are. And I'm not afraid to admit what I don't know, which again is why I bring in the experts because I'm not equipped to talk about women's health. I'm equipped to tell you what's wrong with my health, (laughs) but I'm not equipped to tell you the things that people want to know. And if people are going to come to me and pay for a class, then they need to get every ounce of information because they're paying and it's their time and they're signing up for something that they want more information about. And it's my job to deliver that. So I ask for help all the time. I promise. Well, on that note of health, and I know I saw you did like a sound bath, you've done other like different unique things. Talk about your own wellness kind of routines. Like, do you have a practice that you do daily? What time do you wake up? What time do you go to bed? Like, what are your sort of daily rituals that help you? So I have gotten into wellness and self-care over the years, but I, since 2015, I have lost 82 pounds. Wow. So, and I've consistently kept it off. I was a soda drinker, a regular Coca-Cola drinker. And while I always worked out, I then came home and rewarded myself with spaghetti meatballs. So like I basically canceled out everything that I did. And I got very serious about it in 2015. And I started realizing that what many people realize, but legitimately when you marry clean eating and exercise together, that's when you can see the transformation and you can see a better version of yourself. So in answer to your question, I am a sleep girl. I believe in sleep and I feel badly talking to that when you have a <laughs> newborn, but I, I'm not somebody that can function on four hours of sleep. I can't. And if that means that I have to go to bed earlier in order to get my nine hours, then you get I, well, I was gonna say you have teenagers. So I guess like I, I give you that. <laughs> I, I, I just there's only at some point, there's only so much information that my coconut can handle. And at some point, it just goes dark. So I have a definitive shut off time. So sleep is is for sure a big thing for me. Drinking water again, because I think when I was drinking again, you know, eight to 10 cans of regular Coke a day. Wow. <laughs> Now my go-to is, is water. So that, that hydration and, and my skin, hair, nails, I mean, everything has changed as a result of drinking so much water. And I do try to exercise five, six days a week. And that comes in different forms. So it could be 15 minutes of abs because that's what I have time for. It could be a three-hour walk. It could be a yoga class. It could be you know a walk around the block with my family and my dogs. It's just moving my body so that I can move a mu- you know you move a muscle you change a feeling and and that's really important for me to do. The other thing is I am addicted to skincare. Ooh, so, what's your favorite? What's what do you I do? What's your routine? My bathroom looks like Sephora, so like there's everything and everything under the sun in there. But it's the ritual and the routine and the practice of. I spend a good 30 to 45 minutes every night. Again, this is after dinner when the kids are doing their homework and people have sort of like their their quiet time. I go into my bathroom, I light a candle, I'll listen to a podcast, I'll listen to classical music, I will listen to my playlist, whatever it is. 
but I, I allow myself that space to really take the day off both figuratively and literally and try and just prepare my mind and body to slow down and rest. And I'm very militant about that. And I enjoy it. You know, it's, it's, it's my quiet time. So I, I think that helps quiet yeah. the noise down for me a little bit. What's your favorite skincare products? Oh like the top, God. if you had to go and buy three things or bring it to a desert island, which would those three things be? Can I buy three stores and take them <laughs> with me? It's a lot easier. If a mom wanted to say a mom wanted to make a, a, a switch and you know, because okay, your okay, skin does okay. look beautiful. I love anything by Natura Bisset. I love Clarins. And I would say, I mean, have you heard of Vintner's Daughter? No, I haven't. Look, the, it's a serum slash oil. It's expensive. And I hate that it's so expensive, but it works. <laughs> and like, I, you know, again, it's, I think it's like $185. My mom would be shocked that I'm saying this out loud. But, you know, I don't, I don't have bottles and bottles and bottles of it. But I try to, when I have it, use it. And then obviously like maybe once a quarter, I'll replace it because the price tag is just insane. Except if you think about it, that's really like three or four mani pedis barely in right. LA. Maybe right. it's like two. So if it's something you can use that nourishes you daily, yes. then it's worth Agreed. it. And I always Agreed. say like, don't like uh, price. I know like some people are like, oh, that's so expensive. But if it means it'll make you feel better. And if it's an investment 100%. you're willing to take, it's worth 100%. it. And there, there are a ton of products. I mean, honestly, my, my beauty routine and skincare routine ranges from everything from, from drugstore products to the highest of high and everything in between. So honestly, it's really just, I don't really use the same product on my face every week. Like I really try and rotate because my skin does better if I mix but I just love the whole art of it. It's so it's, I am fascinated with it. But that is, I mean, it's a good thing for all moms to just allocate time to just do whatever's best for you. And just to have your space, whether it's a skincare routine, whether it's journaling, whether it is meditating, whether it is just walking around the block or talking to a friend, just finding that space that fills you up. And, and, you know, you say talking to a friend, and that was also part of the reason that I wanted to launch Lighthouse was I always felt that after I talked to my daughter, my mom, my bestie, my grandmother, you know, my millions of friends in New York, whatever it was, no matter what the problem was, I always felt better hanging up the phone with them because there was that, I get it. I feel you. I understand. And they weren't trying to solve the problem. They weren't telling me what to do. They were just simply listening. And again, that's really the whole purpose of Lighthouse is to listen to someone's stuff and understand it and validate it and not try, well, you know what? You should be doing this. I hate the word should, you know, stop shitting all over yourself. It doesn't need to be that way. It's, I understand why you think you do, but let me challenge you and give you another perspective. Or maybe you heard something the wrong way, but as you described it, I actually heard it this way. So you're really just opening up perspective and it's refreshing and it's, shoulders down, take a deep breath. Others have paved the way. Let's, let's learn from that. Let's hear about it. And sometimes you're the person that's, you know, providing the advice. So it's just, it's all of it for me is healthy and overall, that's what I aim to have. 
So what do you see as the direction of Lighthouse? Where are you going next? So now you kind of had to change because of the pandemic. And then now moving forward, we're in 2021. What is Lighthouse going to look like? Well, Lighthouse is hopefully going to look, we have a lot of amazing content coming up. We have a lot of collabs that are coming up. And my goal for 2021 is that you will see Lighthouse pop up in some other cities outside of Los Angeles. You know, I think the principle of of Lighthouse being this beacon of hope and being this ray of light and being a very safe place for people to come in and decompress, especially now more than ever. You know, again, that's a responsibility that I take very, very, very seriously. I want people to feel better. I want people to have more knowledge. I want people to, again, I go back to that principle. You're not meant to do life alone and you don't have to. So, but then, you know, for me, I'm always fascinated in learning about other women too. I mean, you know, I love talking to other people because you realize you know, people come and and no matter how you get from A to Z, there's a gazillion ways you could go, but how you get there is so different. And one is not right over the other, but it's just, it's riveting. And it's genuinely, it's a privilege to be able to hear these journeys and these stories in such a raw, honest, authentic way. I always say there's so much we can learn from each other in actually our differences than mom shaming or criticizing our differences. And so when you were saying like back in the beginning where some moms might feel like ashamed of sharing something, you can actually learn from each other because you also never know that someone might be going through the same thing. So I think that's so beautiful, the space and the community that you created out of this. Thank you. And, And I'm also just a really big believer and a proponent and advocate that we don't need to be competitive with one another. You know, when you see somebody that's super successful and you look at that, she's not your competitor. She's proof it can be done. So like find out, like explore. It's exciting when I see other people standing in their passions and taking risks and standing up for what they believe in. It only empowers me more to keep going. You know, I don't look at it as, all right, well, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people that have similar businesses and I've talked to a lot of CEOs and a lot of founders that do similar things to what Lighthouse does, but we all have different approaches and all the messaging and the way we communicate is different. And there's so many moms and women out there. There are millions and millions, like everyone, there's this place for everyone. And Mm -hmm. so- I think the more the merrier, not like, oh, she's doing it. It's like, we need more options out there because they're, everybody has their place in their tribe and you need to find that tribe, you know, that's, that's, I think what's most important. It doesn't matter where you find it, just find it because- Yeah. And I'm a part of multiple communities. Like I'm not just in one, I'm in multiple and I get different things out of every single one of them. I mean, like you, I like ended up starting a couple things on my own just because I was looking for it. And I was like, well, I don't see it. So I'm just going to start something. I'm going to create it. (laughs) Right. And that's, and really that was the whole impetus for me is, okay. I, I really would like to talk to somebody that is, was in the same boat and I, I, it didn't exist. And I looked and then that's when I started thinking about mommy and me. And I'm like, why can't there be mommy and me for later stages of lives? Yeah. And you know, I, I think that social media has made it really difficult and really complicated because people put out their shiny 
happy stories, which is super great. And I love that too, because you get to see all the good stuff, but I also think it's a veil and people are not, I mean, people are not going to share their shit shows on, on social media. Of course, I understand that, but very oftentimes what you're seeing is not real. And I, I really wanted to demystify that and peel back the curtain and say, look, you know, this might look like the perfect couple with the perfect house and the perfect kids, but really under un, underneath it, it's, it's not what it looks like. And I want those women to feel that they will have more of a connection with people if they do get real and they do share, look, my, my kid is in rehab or, or we're struggling because my wife or husband just lost their job or my partner had an affair. I mean, there are so many of us out there that are going through something similar. It would be really lovely if we could pool all of our knowledge together and share it and not judge it. So it's the environment that you create and the people you surround yourself with for that kind of support. Well, on that note, I want to wrap it up with a couple last questions. And the first one is what is your superpower that you gained once you became a mom that makes you better in either life, business, or whatever that might be? Probably self-awareness. I, I hear things, you know, like as moms, you're always like, no, that baby's crying. And you're, you know, your, your partner's like, no, they're not. And you're like, oh yeah, they are. And then you go in there and the kid's screaming. Like it's trusting your gut and knowing that when you see something, when you feel something, believe it. And it's, you know, a wise woman once said to me, stop having feelings about your feelings. If you're feeling something, you're feeling it and don't deny it and try and sweep it under the rug. So that self-awareness, that really being in touch with your gut and believing in yourself, I think that's something that I learned. And it happened when I had kids because you're building a human being. So you've lived, you've seen it, you understand it. And now you're just really aware of everything. Yeah. No, trusting your intuition and your gut. That's a huge one. Yeah. And then lastly, where can we find you online? You can find me at find your lighthouse, L I G H T H O U S C.com. I always love to hear from people. So please reach out to me personally at Corey, C O R E Y, at findyourlighthouse.com. You can find us on Instagram, findyourlighthouse.com. You know, I, we encourage people to go and check out the site. Your first class is free, so you have nothing to lose. But we are constantly updating classes, schedules, events weekly. So for sure, please, you know, check it out. And I hope that we get to meet new people and see everybody. What cities are you expanding to if you are allowed to share? Because you're in Los Angeles right now and obviously online. But yes. I can't say that just okay. yet, but <laughs> they will be big metropolitan cities where I think the need, the desire, and really we've asked and polled our audience about where they would like to see us. So it's an actionable item. Stay tuned. I just, I don't want to put it out there yet because it's still in development, but we're getting close. Okay. No worries. But thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Thank you. And honestly, you know, congrats to you. And, and I look at you, even though I'm further ahead, one, two, and five (laughs) and working and shooting podcasts, like 
<laughs> Honestly, like the, you, you, my dear, are, are a breath of fresh air and a source of inspiration for so many. And if I add anything into this house, I'm like, no, no more humans, no more animals, no more. I don't want to need to care for anything more. I can't do it. I know. Well, no, when my kids said, I kind of want a dog. I looked at my husband. I was like, we are not getting a dog. We are not getting anything else that eats, breeds, or poops. I got got two of them and they're both head cases. Like (laughs) like rescues that like, I I have the worst pick. So I'm like, I I just can't, I I can't care for another human being right now. I'm trying. As I said, we can't do it all. We can't do it all. Yes, I do it. What what I do do, I do with a smile. And and you do it looking fabulous. That's what I'm going to say. Well, thank you, Corey, so much for joining today. Thank you for having me. It was really lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mommy's on a Call. Your support means the absolute world to me. You can find the show notes for this episode and other goodies over at mommiesonacall.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or have gotten value from the podcast, I would be so grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that we can reach and empower more moms all over the world together. Thank you so much again, Mommy Pod, and I will see you here next time. 